Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yeah, two games left, Vanessa. Obviously, the third-place playoff game there between Morocco and Croatia and, of course, the big one. Monday morning, the final, France v Argentina. Daniel Garb joins us this morning to break all that down. Good morning, Garby. What did you make of that? So... France go through, the Morocco fairy tale finishes, and it sets up France v Argentina in the big one. Yeah, it's a dream final in uh, so many ways, Matt, which we'll get to in a moment. But uh, I think we should pay tribute to Morocco, firstly, because their run has been extraordinary, knocking off uh, Portugal and Spain to make it to the stage, the first African team to make it through to the semi-finals of a World Cup. And they threw everything at France, this morning. I mean, 2-0 does not reflect the true nature of that game. On another day, they could well have taken the reigning world champions to extra time. They hit the post with an incredible overhead kick effort late in the first half. They had chances in the second. They were excellent. So they deserve the plaudits and they've been a, a fantastic story of this World Cup. But now we have a dream final. The reigning champions in France, led by the best player on the planet, on form right now in Kylian Mbappe, looking to become the first nation, Matt, since Brazil in 1958-1962 to go back-to-back up against Argentina, of course, led by the legendary Lionel Messi, looking for his first World Cup crown. And Argentina's third in their history and first in 36 years uh, going head-to-head. So uh, on paper, you put all that together, it is uh, a mouth-watering affair. It is. It's it's tasty, isn't it? It's incredible. I had a look at the at the odds this morning. So Argentina was sort of drifting around the dollar ninety mark, and as soon as France made it, they're a dollar ninety five, and France are favourites at a dollar eighty five. Do you agree with what the markets are saying? Yeah, it's very even. I mean, you can't split them too much. France is the slightest of edges. They've probably looked more convincing throughout the tournament. That being said, Kylian Mbappe has had a lot to do with that. He has got them out of some tricky spots in a couple of games, and he has been the difference. Uh, He is the best player on the planet at the moment on form. Uh, Argentina have given opportunities to just about every single team they've played. They were knocked off by Saudi Arabia in that first game, and they probably went to sleep after dominating that first half. Nothing against the Saudis and how good they were and how dangerous they can be. We all know they gave Australia plenty of chances late in that game. Nothing against the Socceroos and how um, much fight our boys showed, of course. But we probably deserved an equaliser on the amount of chances created late in that game. But against Croatia, they probably put in their most convincing performance of the tournament so far, Argentina. They didn't give the Croatians a sniff. Um, Lionel Messi obviously was mesmerising with his assist to seal proceedings late on. He led the way. He has done all tournament. It's the two best players in the tournament going Mm -hmm. head-to-head. I mean, there is no one else, I think, that comes close to Messi and Mbappe for the golden ball, for the best player of this World Cup. And perhaps it'll come down to who is best in the decider in terms of who wins it. 
Um, so you add all of that up and it's a very even contest. Maybe you just give France the edge based on the fact that they've won the last World Cup and this team has achieved a little bit more on a stage like this, but gee, not by much. Argentina have won a Copa America recently. That was so convincing during a qualifying. They want this so badly for Messi in his last World Cup and he's in fantastic form. <laughs> you know, every which way you cut it up, it is a pretty even contest and that's fantastic. If by by some weird fate, both Messi and Mbappe have quiet games, if they're not the men who are leading their charges, their sides to victory, who outside of those superstar headline acts are the danger men to watch for Argentina and for the French? Very good question. I mean, Griezmann obviously leads the way for France and he's been very good in this World Cup. Maybe he's been overshadowed by Mbappe a touch. I think Griezmann's gone under the radar but has had a very good tournament. He's been happy to sit back and, and create and pull the strings and let Mbappe take a lot of the limelight and a lot of the attention. And he's almost been happy to, to sit back and just uh, not put himself in as many dangerous positions, but set things up for Mbappe to do so. And that's been very effective for the French. We know Olivier Giroud's had a fantastic tournament leading the line in the absence of Karim Benzema. So they've got plenty of options. And Ousmane Dembele down the other flanks of France with his rapid pace has been dangerous on a fair few occasions as well. So they have got other options. Griezmann probably tops the pile for France. Uh, for uh, Argentina, it's the likes of uh, Martinez and Julian Alvarez, who have both looked threatening as striking options next to Lionel Messi. They've been able to rotate those two, those two through, and both of them have taken their chances in front of goal throughout the tournament. So they've got top-class strikers there alongside Lionel Messi to, to do some damage. And, you know, if there's too much attention on Messi, uh, he can perhaps create opportunities for one of them. So there are options. I would say France would probably have a few more attacking threats than Argentina would at the moment. Both sides defensively pretty even, I would say, at this stage of the tournament in terms of their performances. Have you got a thought who wins yet? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, on form, probably France, but I get the feeling that Messi might just make the absolute ultimate fairy tale happen. Uh, I think it might all just work out for him. I think if you're asking me on the balance of play with my head, just France, but not by much. But the heart comes into it a little bit as well. And I just think it might all just eventuate for Lionel Messi, which would be an incredible sporting story. Mate, I've got a question on our text line from the Wild Panther, and, and it's one we raised with Alex Bross the other day about the third-place playoff at the World Cup. <laughs> and and you, you you know what they're saying, like, who really cares? Do you remember who ran third in, in Precious Cups? Um, what are you, what's your thought on the third-place playoff? And, and Broski made a good point, I thought, where for somebody like Morocco, for instance, what it is is a reflection of, of how deep they've gone in this tournament and their storyline, yeah. for instance, throughout this tournament. I think it's a hard, it's always going to be a hard one for the players. So what, why do they do it and, and what do you think of it? I just think because they've always done it, it's also an extra match to throw in for the television rights. And as you know, Matt, that doesn't hurt. Um, and mm. FIFA's very much inclined to, uh, to go that way as many sporting organisations are. Look, to be honest, I think it's the most pointless match in all the sports. It, it means nothing all up. But on this occasion, there is a little bit more interest because of Morocco, because of the fact that a smaller nation has reached this stage and gets to play in another big game and has the chance to step away from this World Cup and say we won the third place playoff and finished third overall. It does mean a little bit more. 
will Croatia care about it? Oh, a little bit. I mean, they've had a, an excellent run to the semi-finals again, and after making the final in 2018, but they're probably a little bit drained mentally and physically after two massive World Cup campaigns over the last four years. Um, and usually, if there's two big nations who make it, there isn't much interest in it. And it's a time when the, the schedules are so packed for our footballers and we know about the timing of this World Cup being less than ideal, another game doesn't exactly help. But in Morocco's case, yeah, there's a bit more interest. And I think their, their fans will rightfully celebrate um, the stage on which they will be. And uh, I think everyone will be hoping, apart from the Croatian fans, that Morocco can win it because it would cap off what's been an incredible World Cup for them against the odds. 100%. A final one on the APL's decision around the A-League Grand Final. Now, we know exactly, and you mentioned the fans there, we know uh, what's been what's been taking place since this decision was made public. I wondered, Dan, what was next in all of this? And we saw the fallout from, you know, the Melbourne victory, etc., all of that kind of stuff. What was next was nothing. I mean, because the APL yeah. said, we're not changing our decision, and this is part of a rehabilitation plan. So... Can you see anything further developing from this story aside from possible walkouts here and there? Or, or, or is, this, is this now done? Is this locked in? Well, I think those possible walkouts and protests um, could have an influence on the story, Matt. I mean, the reaction from supporters across the weekend and maybe across several weekends may have an impact on where this goes. Outside of that, I can't see anything changing right now. They had a chance yesterday, uh, Tuesday, sorry, to uh, influence things once more, the APL board. There was an extraordinary meeting held. They had another vote and they stuck with the decision. They've dug the heels in. So now we look to the fan reaction and we wait and see just how serious it is. And if fans walk out, the level of the protests, that may influence things. That's probably where the story sits right now. We look to the supporters who are outraged on this. Um, we look at how many memberships are affected and, and so on and so forth in regards to, to the league to see what the powers that be choose to do from here. Um, but it's been a less than ideal situation. In fact, it's been worse than that. It's been disheartening um, and depressing at times considering the high that we were all on after the Socceroos exploits at the World Cup. So, yeah, the reaction from here may influence things, and that's probably what everyone's looking to see um, eventuates if that is the case from here. And, and if things do boil over, maybe there'll be a change on that decision. It's a good point. Watch and wait and see what happens this weekend because the fans will have their say. Really appreciate your time. Enjoy the, uh, the remaining two games of the World Cup. Thanks, Matt. All the best, mate. Daniel Gard there. So Sunday, 2 a.m., uh, third-place playoff Croatia v Morocco, and then Monday, 2 a.m., Argentina v France, with France slight favourites at the moment, $1.85 ahead of the Argentinians, $1.95. We'll take a break, come back with your texts and calls after this.